Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy podcast, your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker, Jordan Bunch. Okay, so we are continuing on with part two of our conversation with Pete and Laura Lawson, as well as Richard Lang and myself. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, make sure that you hop on over there and tune in to last week's episode because this conversation is not going to make a whole lot of sense without that. In fact, really this whole series really needs to be listened to in context. So if you're first starting out with this podcast, I would hop on over. First listen to Richard Lang's episode that I did with just him, then hop on over to the next episode with Pete and Laura Lawson, and then come over to part one before you begin this part two series of our roundtable discussion with Pete, Laura, and Richard. So without further ado, let's get right back into the episode. So one thing I'm hearing here is, and I think I hear this from so many people is, oh, if they would move their price up, then I could move my price up. And I think there's there's probably some truth to that. I mean, certainly if everybody did the same time, you know, that would definitely kind of elevate the industry as a whole at the same time one thing i'm also hearing and especially all the people who i'm talking to we just did a luxury um uh, a series on luxury wedding video recently is you can't look at the price of your competition when you're setting your own price because if you are constantly looking at the price of who you're considering your quote competition, um, which, you know, I'd have some other things to say about whether or not those people were actually your competition. Um, but you're never going to get to that point if you are constantly looking at and comparing and using those as um, parameters to set your own price. Fight back with me against that. What do you think about that? I'm for me. I, I think I said it when I spoke to you before, Jordan. I agree with that. Um, I stopped looking about eighteen months ago, ish. Um, I wouldn't say I stopped looking completely, but pretty much ninety nine point nine percent of the time I stopped looking, um, and I stopped caring what other people a were doing and b were charging. Um, they have completely different lives to me. They have completely different desires and wants and needs and everything else. And it's been the best thing I've ever done, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, for my not only for my pricing but for my sanity as well. Um, now I think, I think that the huge thing for me is this kind of self belief. I guess mm-hmm. not to get too zen on everyone, but the reason in the UK. Um, two thousand, two and a half thousand, even even kind of in between there, is considered quite a lot of money. Um, I don't know who who decided that. I'm, I'm. It's a conversation I'm really interested in. Who decided two thousand mm. is good? I don't know who decided that, but collectively in the UK, quite often, if if a photographer, I know lots of photographers around two thousand, and they're bloody good photographers. Um, you know, they're kind of June bug awarded, whatever the, you know, rising star things. And they're hovering around that price. And they're damn good mm. photographers. 
Equally, mm -hmm. I know very good videographers are hovering at that price. Um, I think the key is, for me, this is how I've done it, is I don't believe I'm a £2,000 videographer. If, if a client wants everything from me, I'm a £6,000 videographer. It's just not every client is going to want everything from me. So a client yeah. can get me for two and a half thousand, but they're just going to get, they're going to get a short film. Um, yeah. They're not going to get everything. If they want everything, it's going to be near enough 6,000. Um, and I have a few, I have four bookings now for 2018 for everything. Yeah. And that proved to me that there is people willing to pay that amount of money um, because of your branding, how you're talking to them, what you do. And I don't care whether someone's charging eighteen fifty that lives next door to me. It's just I don't care. Um, but on the flip side to that, everyone's got bills to pay, you know. And when it's October, and you've got no weddings for the next three months, you know, and it's kind of like you need some, you need to sort that cash flow out. Then yeah, there needs to be a bit of a change in pricing. Let me ask you this, Richard. For those, uh, you said you booked four weddings at your higher price point at six thousand um, pounds. Are those local weddings? Are you traveling for those weddings? Two are in London. One is seven minutes from my house, which is like yes, amazing. <laughs> um, and the other one, it's about an hour away from where I live. So two are local, and two yeah. are in London, which is about a two and a half hour train ride for me. I still, I consider the UK local for me. I just, I travel wherever. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, I'm not traveling, you know, like a few weeks ago I was in India. That's, that's some travel. Um, you know, these are UK weddings, you know. Um, I don't know. It's, there's, there's no secret sauce or rocket science to it. For me, I just started believing that I could command that amount of money. But when I talk to someone yeah. from the US, that's not a lot of money. So £6,000 is $7,500. That's not it's more than that. Is it more? Is it about 8000 I don't know what it is. Um, Let's Google it. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to probably see combat. Yeah. yeah. I was going to, but my computer will crash if I do that. Um, so, yeah, like in the UK, that's, that's considered a, yeah. a lot of money. You know, eight um, thousand dollars. That yeah. is eight thousand one hundred. So eight thousand dollars is not a staggering amount of money um, in the US for a wedding. Um, yeah, it's it's a I lot. Bet that's that, that that's pretty good in oh, the for US. Sure, I know, yeah. I know, a, I know a lot of people online say say they're charging loads, but then like you get into some of the other groups, and a lot of people are charging like two, three thousand dollars. The, yeah. There's there's a good amount, a healthy amount of people who are in that price range where they're getting. You know, eight thousand dollars. Yeah, but um, there's also you know quite a few who are doing way above that, um, and then of course the vast majority are yeah. you know half that or below. So is it the is it just a simple case that the US is much bigger and there's just more people? Um, mm, sure, that, that could be the answer. I don't know. You know, I, that could be the answer. Um, I just know in the UK there was this there's this Two thousand pound kind of brick yeah, wall, definitely. and yeah. I, I don't know where it's come from. And it's for—I mean, you guys, you know, are more experienced with the the photo side. So, but I'm sure it's the same for photographers as well. 
Is that kind of is that two thousand pound one? Yeah, it's absolutely. a strange thing. I don't know if it's like workshops people go on and they. I don't know. That that's like the the aspiration, isn't it? Get to two, get to two, yeah, and then you've made it. But I feel like that was that was an early goal for us, and then we tried to to go beyond it and and did just about. But like the drop off is 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 shocking, really. But then we have spoken to a few photographers who are like three and a half, four, and they said that the price point between two and three for them was the hardest mm. to book at. Right. And it was only once they kind of cleared that they got into, you know, it started appealing to a different market. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I would love to say that the the ones that have booked in between that kind of four and six mark for this year... I would love to, it would be easy for me to say, yep, they're a completely different client. They're just, they're not. It's baffled me. You know, the one is, yeah. one of the clients that's spending quite a lot this year, they've, they've, they've basically picked everything except 4K. Um, they're just regular, you know, regular Joe Ford. Yeah. They're not yeah. kind of city brokers or they're not, they're, they don't, they're probably. It's, it's like, it's all about prioritising, isn't it? Because these people, these normal people, spend an absolute fortune getting married. So the total budget for a wedding is, like, massive, just yeah. for normal people. Yeah, yeah. And then they, they decide what's the most important thing. So maybe they won't have the £1,000 cake. Maybe they'll get people to make cakes yeah. or whatever. They kind of just figure it out, and then they can still get you. You know, so it's like they, they've just prioritised you over all those other yeah. things, which is like the dream, isn't it? Yeah. To get normal people that... I'm, I've convinced myself it's not even that. I've convinced myself that this particular one, they booked the photographer, I think, was 1700 The photographer recommended me. I gave them the list of kind of what I charge and what they can pick from, and they just went to town. They just shopped and just... Yeah. Picked everything, pretty much everything. Um, yeah. I was always under the belief that if the photographer's hovering around 2,000, then the videographer ideally needs to hover around about the same because that I used to believe that the client's mentality would be if I'm booking that creative person at 2,000, I would expect to book that creative person at 2,000 as well. Yeah. And I, I was stuck with that belief for years and it's why every time I work with a photographer, I'd be like, dude, you got to put your prices up, you know, because I wanted yeah. them to charge more so I could charge more. And then I realized that's crazy and it's ridiculous to want somebody else to change their business just so I could change mine. That's just insane. Um, <laughs> and once I just started believing that what I do has more value than £2,000, and when I say yeah. what I do, I mean the whole thing, the full film. Yeah. Speeches, ceremony, 4K, Instagram film, all the rest of it. Um, yeah. I just kind of, yeah, that self-belief that I'm not going to do all of that work for two grand. Yeah. It's, it just kind of changed for me. Yeah. I, th I think a lot of people, maybe not, maybe not all people, but I think a lot of people think that video is harder. A lot, I think a lot of brides and grooms will think that there's more skill maybe to creating the film than there is to the photos. And I think, maybe. Like, I know we've worked with, um, when we've been photographing, we've worked with videographers that are like double, triple what we charge yeah. before. And like people have chosen us and them, you know? So it's like, yeah. 
I can see the other side <clears> of that as well, where I think people people and e- would and go even for... on the, the weddings that that we've shot. You know, we we've you know even though we've been you know quite low priced and putting the price up and up, like you know we we've already like worked with a lot of photographers who were charging half what we were charging for video. Yeah. yeah. I just I don't I don't think people correlate the like the the price for the for the two. No, I, I think they, I think they yeah. see it as a different. Definitely. Yeah, Technically, ba- I think, I think it baffles, it baffles them, and I think it is all about confidence, like you said, Richard. I think if you if you're if you're just strong and confident in this is how much I'm worth, yeah, then people accept that. It's and just think, like how yeah. can someone sell a cake that's a thousand pounds? It's not worth a thousand pounds, but it is if they say it is. I mean, you've got to you've obviously got to have that product, and you've got to you know you've got to be producing something decent. I mean, if the cake tastes like you know, crap, yes. then you, you can't... Bad review. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's got to taste good, that cake. We've all tasted bad wedding cake, though, right? I've tasted <laughs> I've tasted bad £1,000 wedding cake, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What I thought was super interesting, though, was you've been... You guys have been doing video... You, you haven't been doing video that long, right? No. No, like two years, maybe. Nearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the first year, I don't know how many you did in the first year, but the first year tends to be quite quiet and you're kind of building the brand and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But your pricing's already up there for the yeah. UK. And that's what I thought was interesting because I know people who were kind of three and four years in and still at £1,500. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the thing. Because we'd done the photos for so long mm. and with photos we were so kind of not nervous about putting our price up, but we very much like kind of kind of did it really slowly. Mm. You know, we'd always like be like, oh, I think, you know, we need to put it up a little bit. We kind of edged it up and edged it up and edged it up. And when we started doing the films, we said we just need to like get it up as soon, like, as long as we're confident in our work, because that's yeah. the main thing, I think. Like, you know, it was important to us that we did, you know, like, we did, like, five or six for free, you know, when we... Because I couldn't do it if I didn't feel like it was worth it, you know, yeah, yeah. and I'm I'm not ripping people off kind of thing. So, um, so we definitely had to, you know, put it up in increments. But as soon as we felt confident in, in, a, in that price, I think it's important to just do it because yeah, you we, get stuck. We basically just put it up like every five, ten weddings that we booked at that price. And yeah. I think we'll, we'll, we'll carry on doing that and see how it I think, goes. I think that's it. Looking back on how we did it with photos, it's like completely unnecessary for us to wait and worry and think, oh, I don't know, will we book any at that? You know, we just thought, yeah. oh, whatever. Let's just like whack it up. Doesn't matter, yeah. does it? It's yeah. fine. What's the worst that can happen? I'll just put it down again. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because it's 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 like it's your business. It's hard to remember that that you work for yourself. You can decide everything. You can make it up as you go along. You can put it up, put it down, yeah. do whatever you want. Have your price on your website. Take it off. You know, it's. I was talking about that today, actually. Um... And kind of making the business work for you rather than the other way around. I think most people who are solo, you know, kind of small businesses, um, which most wedding industry people are, um, you know, the business kind of runs them. You know, you do crazy hours and you're editing at three in the morning and, you know, and I I do that. I, it, I work better at night, but that's my excuse. I kind of, I work crazy hours. Um mm-hmm. And part of this year for me is, and certainly I guess part of the last 12 to 18 months has been to turn that around and be fully in control. So when someone says, hey, you know, our budget's 1900, I'm kind of saying, you know, great, I can recommend some people, but 
you know, I start at three or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. And just having the confidence to say, to let that go. It's really yeah. difficult though. I mean, it really is. difficult. You know, January the 1st, I had five inquiries. I had a blog post go live on Love My Dress. It was one of my favorite films. Photographer was brilliant, amazing images. Um, and naturally, when a blog goes live, you end up getting inquiries. I would say out of the five, one of them is a potential. Yeah. And I'm well out of the budget of the other ones. Um, yeah. Where bef- I would say 18 months ago, I'd be like, okay, what's your budget? Let's work with it and try and figure out a middle ground. Now I just don't do that. Yeah. I just let them go, which is, yeah. oh, it's so it's difficult. You have to let them go, Richard, and if they truly <laughs> belong to you, they will come back. <laughs> <laughs> Just for I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult though. I, I, I said this it to Jordan difficult. last time where, you know, when you're seeing kind of many thousands of pounds of business going out the window. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's tough. And I think that's what keeps people at a certain price because um, it feels good to get bookings. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it's hard. It's hard to just keep the confidence alive, isn't it? Mm. When it's months without inquiries and you just feel... Yeah, that you're gonna starve. It is difficult, but you just need to, um, yeah, stay confident. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> keep, keep the dream going. Really. Well, yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. You know, last time we we're trying to kind of like play the two companies off of each other. That's so been if, easier, if we've actually. got enough coming in from one, then we can take a risk with the other. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a perfect good, situation. Actually. Yeah. yeah, and it does help there being both of us because I think Pete worries about this stuff more than I do. So often Pete will be like, "Oh my god, no one's going to book us. This is awful. We can't put our price up." Like where are all these inquiries? You know, he's quite a worrier, and I'm like, what? "I just, I just would rather, I'd rather keep the house." You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can move back in with our parents, either one. That'd be fine. It's fine. I think you just shouldn't. I just think you shouldn't. You shouldn't do things you don't want to do for money. You know, like you shouldn't. You shouldn't be shooting weddings you don't want to shoot. You know, like creatively, you have to be loving your job. You know, and and wanting to go to the wedding. You want to do it. You want to do the jobs you're doing, don't you? You don't want to just do anything. It's like finding the right people is like important, isn't it? Yeah. So like Laura won't do any weddings over Christmas now. She's decided. And I'm just like, I'll do them on my own. <laughs> so I did one over over this Christmas just because Laura's like, no. Well, and I'm like, well, that's a mortgage payment. I have to edit it though. Is running your business taking away from the time that you have to make better wedding films? Do you feel disorganized? What happens when a hot lead goes cold after your first email response? Do you have a system in place to stay in contact with them? Do you find yourself asking, where was that bride's phone number again? And have they paid their invoice or not? Which package do they get and what are their deliverables? How organized are your financial records when it comes to tax time? Wouldn't it be awesome if you could afford forty dollars or $50,000 to pay someone to take care of all this extra stuff for you? I've got an idea. How about you sign up for 17 hats and pay just $300 a year to let their amazing online software take care of all of this for you. Before I got 17 hats, I was buried in a sea of unorganized emails, spreadsheets, bank statements, receipts, sticky notes, Google Docs, and more. I was letting hot leaves go cold because I couldn't remember who to stay in contact with. 
I was spending weeks trying to get my tax records organized for my accountant. It was awful. And now I pay 17 hats, just $300 a year, and they do all of that for me. It's like having a full-time assistant working around the clock on your business, making sure that everything is organized, invoices are paid on time, and making you look like a real pro to your clients. And now, 17 Hats is giving you an amazing offer. When you use the link at the top of our website, WeddingFilmAcademy.org, you'll get 15% off the list price, and it's a great way for you to help keep us making great content each week for you. If you want to learn more about 17 Hats, go back in the archives and listen to the podcast that we did with them. We actually got to chat with the CEO and one of the VPs of 17 Hats for an hour. So definitely go back and listen to that podcast as well if you want to learn more. Thanks a ton. Let's get back to the show. I think that's one of the big challenges, especially for uh, those of us in this industry who have families, who have kids that they're supporting is, and we talked about this and Richard, you're not in this place, but you did talk about this last time we chatted is sometimes you have bills to pay. And so there is that struggle of, do I take the job that I'm not passionate about because it's going to pay the next mortgage for me? And, you know, I think it depends on what sure. time of year it is, doesn't it? Because if it's like a if a if like a cut price inquiry comes in in summer, sure. then that's an easy like no. But if it comes in for like February or March, and you're like, I'm unlikely to get another inquiry yeah. for this, like sure. maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think what it is, it's about um, kind of dropping the bravado and the the social media kind of presence that people. You know, when they say, you know, I only shoot weddings for this much money and I don't take weddings that only have this much budget. The chances are they probably do, you know. Um, I think the wedding industry, you know, has its peaks and troughs naturally. Um, it's a very seasonal thing. So when yeah. you look at venues, venues, you know, you can get a venue cheaper midweek than you can on a weekend. You can get a venue. We got married on a Tuesday because we yeah. are cheap. Yeah, you can, you can get a venue cheaper in the winter than it is in peak summer. You know, so yeah. a lot of other businesses have this peaks and troughs in their pricing, but videographers and photographers alike are not supposed to do that because yeah. that's the, which I think is ridiculous. I think we're running a business and we should be there should be more people. I think honest about actually this is how I price. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. flexible. Because I've got bills to pay. It's, you know, it's seasonal because I work in a seasonal industry. So I think, you know, price wise, you've got to be flexible and seasonal with it. Um, you know, if someone rings me yeah. and they say, you know, we really love your work and we want that £6,000 package, but we've only got 4000 and it's a Thursday in November, then hell yeah, I'm going to do it. You know? Yeah. Like, I'd be an idiot not to do it. Um, yeah. There's loads of different things to, to consider, and I think there seems to be this this thing that you're not allowed to do that. It seems to be frowned upon that you've maybe reduced in price for, for whatever reason. Um, and I don't know. Well, I, I think, I think it's crazy. People want to look good in front of other people, don't they? I think in all the in all the, the forums, people don't they're not so much like genuinely chatting to each other; they're more marketing themselves. For sure, I can understand yeah. why you wouldn't put on you like your Facebook page, like, "Hey, like you know, if someone comes in and I'm feeling a bit hard up, I'll do it for a tenner." <laughs> you know, I don't think like you know that's you that, that's not. Yeah, I can understand why people don't do that, but yeah. like, 
in like professional groups, it, it is a bit frustrating that people can't be more be more honest. honest. Yeah, because yeah. the people that you know, you know, like a lot of our friends are photographers and videographers, and they all do it. Like it's yeah. totally normal to just yeah. you know take what you can get in the winter. But then you know, you know yeah, you have to be friends with them for like five minutes before <laughs> to get that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that though? What, I mean, why why is it like that? I don't know. I don't know. There's just no. Yeah, it's a very kind of it's a strange bubble that we work yeah. in, you know. Um, and I don't know. It why. is, and you know what? That that's another thing about you know, like the um, the photography world has become this. Um, you know, it's a bit like people saying like the rock star photographer. I think yeah. a lot of people try and get. Um, well known within the industry, just you know, well known with other photographers and what have you. Yeah. And maybe videography will head that, head that way. In the well, there's UK always a workshop side. You guys were talking about. I know. That's it. Like the workshop thing, and I, yeah, it'll get more and more kind of people just trying to get well known, and that comes back to that price thing where people don't want to say, yep. you know, oh well, I actually I did that for five hundred quid, that's, you know, because they want to yeah. sound cool. That's the most frustrating I thing, thing I think about wedding video industry at the moment is people seem more focused on being um whether you call it a rock star or just the yeah. the person of the moment because that's the path to success or it seems to be where you if you yeah. put out that one video of that really cool couple on a mountaintop in Iceland or wherever it might be wherever the yeah. cool place is um and you have you know just the right film just the right audio and it gets millions of hits, then you'll be doing speaking gigs, you'll be doing workshops, you'll be selling presets, you'll be... Because there's actually more money to be made from videographers than being a videographer, I think. Um, there certainly is for photography, and I think it's the same with video. So it's yeah. that's happening right now. Like, that is how it is. Yeah. We have our yeah. little darlings. Um, but I don't know, I think that's... I think. I think that might be about to pop in the next year or two. I think people have had enough of that, you know? Yeah. I think people have just... People people got fed up with that in photography as well. Yeah. I think people do get quickly. fed up, yeah. You're just yeah. sick of seeing the same people and it's just like, shut yeah. up, you know, <laughs> whatever. Because none of it's, you know, none of that, that conversation is real. There's, there's not enough real conversations happening yeah. within the wedding industry. And I, I can't speak for photography, but I know a lot of photographers, a lot of my good friends are photographers. And I think it's probably has been the same in that industry. Um, yeah. It's definitely like that in video now. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think it's, it's probably going to go ban. And that little darling industry of wanting to be the famous one, I think that'll probably not be the thing to do in the next couple of years. Yeah. I mean, it's pointless, really. It doesn't doesn't really help your business, aside from being able to talk at things and that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting topic and I, I appreciate how honest this conversation is in sort of contrast to what we're talking about now. I wonder though, I'm not sure that that's, I'm, I'm not sure that's going away. And part of the reason I don't think it's going away is because of what we talked about earlier in the conversation is that we're in this place where the barriers to entry are becoming lower and lower, but the interests in what we're doing is getting higher and higher. And so 
as a virtue of that, okay. we're going to have more people who are getting into this space who need those people to sort of look to and say, I'm going to go do that, you know? So at the same time yeah. I, I, that, you know, that's, that's a hope, you know, I, I don't think that that's to me, I don't think that's what's going to happen just because we're still so early in this game. It's like you talked about, you're glad you got in this when you yeah. did because you can build a name so that when, you know, yeah. there's a million wedding videographers out there, you still have your name to stand behind. So yeah. I'm not sure that's going away anytime soon. Yeah. I think that's more like trying to build a name as in like, you know, get well-known among like clients and have lots of former yeah, clients in a recommending sense. you yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's, you know, once you have like a good base of referrers, then that, 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 that becomes exactly a harder it. thing to overcome than just being able to get all the cameras. Yeah. Um, and, and similar, like, you know, if, if we can, you know, manage to persuade any planners to recommend us and things like that, yeah. you know, that's... It's nice to know people in the in the industry. And, and obviously, because we've been in it so long, we we do know a lot of people in the wedding industry. But, I, but like, really, it's more like a lot of our friends are in the industry rather than, oh, because you know people or because they've heard of you. You know, it gets, I don't think it gets you anywhere. I, I think it's nice to be friends with people in the industry, but I don't think it necessarily yeah. helps your business. So really, it is I mean, more... it has helped our video business to start with. Yeah, true, yeah. Um, but I think um, just working on trying to build it up, so cl- like you say, clients, Yeah. you know, you've got a good sort of group of people that have heard of you, that would be Yeah, good. I think that local, yeah. uh, that local fame is far more important than, you know, People on the wedding videographers yeah. Facebook group knowing who and I am. And I think am, a lot of people know. get distracted. Yeah, I think that's it. People get distracted by the, you know, the the hunt for glory from, and the hunt for likes as well. In like, like you know, just we yeah. were talking um, last time about how we like, you know, we all need validation and like, you know, when you give them the film, like if if you don't hear back from the client, <laughs> like did they hated it? They hated it. Like yeah. I'm rubbish. <laughs> like I need to quit immediately. Um, and I think it's similar because. You, you see in these groups people whose names don't pop up very often um, post a, a beautiful wedding video and it'll have two or three likes. Um, but then, you know, someone that's really well known or, you know, is, is kind of popular in this group. And like they post a, a film that, you know, is as good or worse and that'll get lots and lots of comments. And so mm. people chase that extra validation. Yeah. Because they, yeah, you work hard and you want people to adore you. I think it's just a, a natural thing, isn't it, that you want everyone love to, me. to love you. Yeah, I th- you can't help it, really, can you? Is there, there's, there's definitely the cultural thing at the moment as well, isn't it? Like YouTube and everyone, like everyone wants attention. Yeah, for sure. It's hard to move away from that. Yeah, I think what not that to, chasing to kind of explain a little bit why why I say it might go a bit pop. Is I agree, Jordan, with with what you say. There's always going to be, you know, that somebody on a pedestal. I, I I get that, and for when lots of people come into the industry, they're going to look towards that one guy or two guys or, you know, a team or whatever it might be, who do great work at the time. But there seems to be more and more people switching off from the social media hype, like me, follow me type thing. And just want yeah. want to get back to creating damn good films, running a business, yeah, and actually getting some time back for themselves. Because 
when you want to be that guy who, you know, has all the likes, that's a 24-7 job. You know, yeah. you're on you're on Facebook twenty four seven. You've got to be chatting to everybody. You've got to be the likable guy, and then you become this kind of this false mm. person twenty four seven. Yeah. Oh, that that sounds crazy to me. Which is why quite yeah. often I'm like, Marmite, you're either going to get on with me and like me, or you <laughs> might not like me, and that's fine. Um, we're not meant yeah. to like everything, um, but I think it, there's a. It's got to a point now where. It's so transparent when somebody does that, you know, when somebody really is trying to be the the person of the moment. Yeah. It's so transparent yeah. now. It's so fake. Um, yeah. I, I just think it's happened so many times we notice it more. So I agree it probably won't, it won't go away, but I think we just see it more now. Um, and I think it's more, going back to the pricing thing, it's... It's more well known now that you can be the more famous one and you can be charging yeah. next to no money. Yeah. Because you're so you're so yeah, desperate for, you're so desperate for that cool wedding because you know yeah. it's gonna get you likes that you're charging next to no money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so the desire the desire for the likes becomes stronger than the desire to actually earn a living. Yeah. Which is insane. But that yeah. does happen. I see yeah. that happening. It's yeah. crazy. I agree. It's and I think healthy. one of the things to realize is other wedding videographers are not our market. You know, and I think I, th- I think so many people <clears throat> when they when they do share their videos on the forums and things, it's more about like you said, chasing those those likes or those comments or that admiration or whatever the case is. Yeah. And it's going in it, it's going into this this sea of people who are who are never going to hire you and who are likely not going yeah. to even be a reference for you to someone else you know it's just it's a guy who lives across the country uh, on the other side of the country who who happens to like your video yeah. and and you know that's yeah. cool and it gives me a warm fuzzy yeah. um but uh, you know, the warm fuzzy yeah, doesn't help me towards it. my my early, early retirement goal either. You know, <laughs> so what have what have been some of the things that you guys have done to work towards more of that that local fame with other wedding vendors, um, other people who continue these inquiries with your own clients? What what have been things that you've done to push yourself more in that direction? in ways that are actually, you know, monetarily beneficial to you? Um, for me, in my usual eloquent way, it's it's just about not being a dick, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just about being a normal a normal human being. And you've got to remember that yeah. everybody works in this, this crazy bubble where we're supplying, we're, we're basically communicating to brides, um, generally speaking, um, sometimes grooms as well, but generally speaking, it's brides. And they're in this kind of hyper state of, of excitement and shopping and planning a wedding and, you know, and making it look a certain way. And, you know, sometimes there's planners involved and there's cakes and flowers and all this. It's, it's exciting times. And we kind of change our communication somewhat, you know, because we're speaking to that, we're speaking to a bride generally. Um, 
but we I don't think we should speak to each other like that. I think we should be quite straightforward with other suppliers and vendors. We should be able to have honest conversations about things. And I think the biggest thing for me that's worked is just to be able to pick up a phone, let's say to a planner, introduce myself and have a have a conversation. You know, not trying to sell myself, not trying to sound weddingy. Just pick yeah. up the phone and say hi and like I like your work and follow you on Instagram and I like that last wedding. I just wanted to say hi and if you've got some time, you know, do you mind me dropping you an email? Um, you know, with some links. You know, no pressure whatsoever. Um, just you know, sending someone a little a little gift when they recommend you or just being a decent person, you know, and not trying to not being a, like a wedding kind of robot is the best <laughs> thing for me. Does that sound yeah. harsh? Am I coming across really harsh? No, it's, no I'm, I'm like, I, I agree with everything you say, but yeah. I like, you know, I, I've even got to the stage where I can't be bothered sending out gifts when people refer to just like, I'll message them and say, sure. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I think like, don't, don't be a dick has, <laughs> has been a mantra of a lot of people like, you know, in, in the wedding industry, hasn't it? And I think it's, it's true. You know that that's that's definitely the <laughs> the way forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we haven't. We've always assumed that that you know the the best way to get new um, like business is to make really nice stuff for the people who've already paid us. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. Ra- like rather than focusing on like selling it everywhere, it's more like I don't know, just always focusing on like is this mm. is this good? How could this be better? Just like really, really focusing on just trying to be as good as possible and like just like Absolutely. build on it every single time. And that, yeah. like, I think that should always be the focus. And sometimes you lose sight of that if you're thinking, yeah. like, oh, I really need to, like, you know, up my Facebook game or whatever. It's like, I don't care about Facebook. I just want to make my films better every single time, you know? Do you not, and do you not think, think that it, everything else just falls into place when you focus on your craft? Exactly. Exactly. I think so. Yes, because you see a lot of of message, like things in Facebook groups, like oh my 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 bride and my groom have got back and they want this change and that change and like how do I go about saying no? And it's like, <laughs> well, I just say yes, get it done, and move just on with it. your life without yeah, any yeah. any hassle. Just yeah. like if that's going to take you thirty minutes to change, do it. You spent longer than thirty minutes on Facebook. I think there is this point of we can we can say at one level. And I think at some level it's true that if we just focus on our craft, everything will fall into place. But at the same time, earlier in the conversation, we've also said there are fantastic wedding videographers. There are fantastic wedding photographers who can't break the $2,000 price point. So it's not necessarily true for everyone that if you just focus on the craft, everything else will fall into place. Because that's the whole reason we're having this discussion is because there are amazing wedding filmmakers in, in the UK and all around the world who can't break that $2,000 price point. So there, there's more to the puzzle than just the craft. Yeah. And of well, course I'm, the craft is, is, you know, probably the most important part. Um, but there's, there's a lot of other pieces to the puzzle. I think Ray mentioned it on when he was on your podcast and, and he said, you know, it's, you've got to have your work good. You've also obviously got to have great connections in the industry and you've got to nurture those connections. Um, the, and there was the something brand. else, I forget what he said, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah, the brand, sorry, yeah. So it's, it isn't just, I, I'm, I'm saying, 
things fall into place based on you're already cultivating good friendships and relationships within the industry. Because I think that's basic stuff. I think that's just part of being a regular, decent sure. person. Um, yeah. But if we're going to break it down to the exact this is how you should do it, then, yeah, you've got to build good relationships. You've got to have a brand that's, you know, that looks a particular way. Um, I was chatting to somebody from, I think he was from Ireland, and he was struggling with this kind of 1500 1800 price tag. Um, and he said, you know, his brand is on point. And when I quickly looked, he had the worst font I've ever seen in my life. And it's yeah. like, well, if, if you don't understand kind of design, then pay mm -hmm. somebody to design yeah. a website for you. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of a font can make a difference between looking like you're, yeah. you know, yeah. £3,000 or looking like yeah. you should be £1,000 just from a font. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know, so it's, it's, it's more than just, you know, your wedding videos, as it were. Um, but that, it's got to start there, surely. You know, you've got to have yeah. a product. You can have the best yeah. website in the world, but if your video is crap, then, you know, you've, yeah. you've got to yeah. be somewhere. And, it, and, like, as far as putting your price up, it's like you, you, you could get stuck at 2000 and then if you never made your films better, it's like, I don't know, it's like how are you ever going to be more than that if you films aren't better than that like you've got to make them yeah. better you've got to think well is is this worth six grand yeah like yes then put your price up like but you've got to keep getting better to keep putting your price up you can't just you know keep cracking out the same old stuff every single week and no. think oh, i'm going to put my price up every few months yeah. you know they've got to go together you've got to yeah, get yeah. better and get, and get your i price think up. you know what you said about the contacts and what you're saying about ray said about the contacts i think that is is kind of like the next step certainly in the from what I know of, of the, the British market, it's like, yeah, you can you can get to two, two and a half, maybe three without without being in with any planners and yeah. you know, get get the bookings. But I do think to to go beyond that to you know, you need to mm. you know, to get those bookings regularly you need to, to make those 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 contacts yeah. that are in the kind of like the higher end market. Mm. Yeah. We've we've photographed higher end weddings and you know we you know, we've worked with videographers who are now like 10, 20 grand. And, and, and we were at that wedding and it was with a wedding planner. But like, neither, none of us were through her. But like, we don't get any weddings through her because we didn't put any, any work into like sending her stuff afterwards and that kind of thing. We just weren't interested at that point of our career. But that, you know, for photography was probably a mistake. And we're hoping to not, you know, be quite so like, no, we're just going to make good films and then everything else will come. Yeah, because yeah. I think I think you know that that is where you kind of like you can go wrong. You just like I'm going to make my work as good as possible, as good as possible. But if but nobody like, sees it, yeah, if you don't get into the yeah. in front of the right kind of like eyeballs, you're not. You need both, don't you? I guess. Yeah, but we're not but also, schmoozy, so it's really hard. A <laughs> thing to remember as well is that some of these, some of the weddings where a wedding planner's involved. Um, certainly the higher, higher-end weddings or what we perceive as higher-end that might not actually be the type of weddings you want to shoot. You know, yeah, you I've could be <laughs> stuck in, you know, a London five-star hotel every weekend, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. But you may prefer to shoot in the great outdoors yeah. or band weddings or, you know, so it could be that, you know, that there's not many people having a band wedding, you know, spending 10000 on a videographer. 
Mm. You know, um, they're more kind of the five-star hotel ballroom type black tie affairs. You know, it yeah. tends to be. I know I'm kind of putting people in a pot here, but that's what yeah. it tends to be. And it might be that you, people don't want to shoot those because they're not as cool. Mm. You know, um, you know, on certain Facebook groups, you know, that having someone on a, you know, on a mountaintop is arguably cooler than somebody in the Ritz or in London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're probably more likely to earn more money in the Ritz. So it's, yeah. uh, See, I don't it's, mind it's, that because I think of... like our work is more like people focused than. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do love like you know, great outdoors and the trees, and all you know, if you've got a beautiful mountain like view, that's great. But yeah. we're more, we're not that we'd like like you know, like reaction shots and things yeah, like yeah. that, and like nice, eloquent speeches. Like I, I, sure. I, I do love that. I mean, yeah, I mean, in some London hotel weddings we've done, the lights are appalling, and you're like, oh, terrible. This is this is so weird. <laughs> It's awful. It's some of the best hotels in London I've shot in. Uh, it's horrendous. Yeah, the worst. It's horrendous. Yeah. Like purple yeah. uplighters and stuff. Oh, I wish Why? they. I wish they Why died. Would they do yeah. that? Why would they have invented? <laughs> awesome. I think this has been a great conversation. I think it's it's a conversation that is is one that that is going to be ongoing for an indefinite amount of time. And so you know, I think that's the reason we've gone over is because we can. We could talk about this forever, um, and and I think it's an important conversation that we will certainly continue on. Um, that's that's relevant not just in this UK versus US discussion, but it's the things the things that we've been talking about here, the principles that we've been talking about, I think are true regardless of kind of where you are in your place in the industry, in your location in the world. Yeah. I think all these things are true, and so I'm almost even regretting even naming this the UK versus US series because it's, in a lot of ways, it's just very, <laughs> it's just very relevant to Is that everyone. What it's called? You know? I'm not having no part of that. Uh, <laughs> but but this has been this has been really excellent. I think a good thing though, Jordan. A a good thing is that um, that it, it's as long as it gets people talking and it gets people talking more openly about money, about pricing, about value. Yeah. You know, that's, if that's, if, if, if all that this podcast does is create a little bit of interest on the wedding video groups, um, have people want to ask questions and openly talk about money, um, and what people charge, because it's still a little bit crass to talk about money. Um, certainly in the UK and I don't think it should be, if that's what it does, then it's 100% done its job. I think the more people are talking about it, the more comfortable people will be to increase their prices. Yeah. yeah. Here's yeah. to that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, real quick, uh, if our listeners want to find out more about what you guys are doing, the work that you guys are doing, where can we point them? Richard, we'll start with you. The website is rlfilmsco.com. Um the newly kind of workshoppy coaching thing that's coming out um, next month is called The Bureau. Um, so kind of I'll be no doubt posting that in a few places. My first one is looks like it's going to be in Dublin at uh, the end of Feb. Um, awesome. So that should be quite exciting. And I guess Instagram, um, I don't use it a huge, huge amount, but it's, you know, semi-regularly. So and it's good to, to connect on Instagram. Um, and it's awesome. just my name, Richard Lang. And what about the two of you? 
And our website is lawsonfilms.co.uk and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. I think we're both Lawson Films UK. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been a fantastic discussion. I'm so grateful that the three of you have been a part of it. I think it's been really helpful. And uh, also, if you guys have have gotten amazing information from this podcast, which I know you have because I've been listening to the three of these people um, spat out some amazing wisdom, then please hop on over to iTunes and hit five stars. Give us that review. It would be my most awesome New Year's present. So, uh, And we will see you guys next week. The Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show and help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And when you're done, head on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org to chat with our other wedding filmmakers like yourself in the comments section. Until next time, keep making movie magic.